What's up, guys? It's Will Rodney Perry. You're tuned in the Rodney Perry Live. We're coming at you once again. It's Monday, 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 and you know how we do it every Monday. We do this show called Rodney Perry Live. This show is like no other today. We got some legends coming on the line. I can't wait to chop it up and chat with these guys, man. Um, the thing about it, when you listen to music, music is one of those things that mark like the soundtrack of your life. And when you start thinking of of, of, of of songs like, you know, Between the Sheets, of Caravan of Love, of Footsteps in the Dark, and you think of the Isley Brothers, but you also got to think of a guy by the name of Chris Jasper, who is one of the architect of that sound, who kept that, that stuff in our ears for so many years. So we're going to talk to Chris Jasper, and later on in the show, later on in the show, we're going to talk to, man, this guy, his his resume is so gangster. His name is Ellis Holmes, uh, accomplished musician, uh, played for presidents, played for uh, 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 Ray Charles. So we'll get to chop it up with him a little later on as well. Uh, the name of the show is Rodney Perry Live. I've got a lot of great stuff going on. Finally announced my uh, tour. Uh, Off the Chain is going live. My show on Bounce TV is going live. That's right, Rodney. I mean, Off the Chain live. June 18th to August 28th, we're going to be getting in there, traveling around the country. We're going to be in Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina, Birmingham, Alabama, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, we're going to be finishing up right here in Atlanta, Georgia. And now you've been asking about it. Whether I see you, whether I see you live, well, you can see me there live. You can see me there live. And uh, in full effect, in all my glory, if you will, a lot of great stuff going on. Go to RodneyCray.com. And get all the uh, information about everything we got going on. Um, uh, they say I'm sounding muffled, so hopefully we can fix that. Is that better? Hopefully that's better. Um, uh, let's get this show underway. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, we'll have our guests coming on any second, so stay right there. We got a couple of commercials, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry, and you're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. The show is in full effect today. I'm excited to have my guests come on. Before we bring them on, let's uh, take a listen to some of his work, man. The name of the, the man's name is Chris Jasper. And uh, this is one of his hits. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah. Yeah. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry. We are back in full effect. That is the music of Ronald Isley and the Isley Brothers, uh, musically arranged, put together by Mr. Chris Jasper. Uh, man, I got to tell y'all, man, it's, it's just great music. Like I said, it's the soundtrack to life. Uh, uh, Chris will be on with us in a minute. But when you start looking at, at his body of work, man, it's, it's really unparalleled on so many levels. Uh, and he's just one of those guys, man, that you gotta, you just got to take some time and, and really do your research. And that's what this show is about. It's about uh, not only, you know, I mean, you know, my celebrity friends, and, and it's also about educating us as an audience to different stuff that's out there. And uh, I, I'm excited to have this brother on the show today. Um, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When you start talking about gold and platinum records, when you start talking about getting between the sheets, there is no way you can you can. Everybody has ever been between the sheets. If you ever been in any bed anywhere and they happen to have some sheets, you got to thank this brother. I got to bring him on the line without any further ado. Mr. Chris Jasper, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Great. Hey, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, welcome to Rodney Perry Live, uh, man. I'm, I'm such a fan of your work, and this is what's gangster about music: is that your work has affected decades of us. Do you ever sit down and just just think about your effect on? people and how your music has been the soundtrack for yeah once in a while i will think about that and uh i was reminded in january when they uh gave us the uh, uh lifetime achievement award and that that award is based on the impact you know that your music has on society and uh yeah that was <laughs> that, that kind of blew me away man because you know i've been hearing for the last few years you know people you know giving me comp uh, uh comments on the music over Facebook and how they really felt about the music. And that's when I really started to realize the impact that the music had. And uh, it's just overwhelming. I've had a chance to see it firsthand. I, I was on a tour last year with, um, with uh, Ronald Isley uh, and also with Frankie Beverly. And mm -hmm. to see it live, how people are responding to these songs uh, between the sheets, uh, for the lover in you, uh, like take me back because you're the young, you're the young guy. Ron, them mm -hmm. eighty-five, a hundred. You young, you're mm -hmm. a young man. Yeah. So, what was it like for you to be a young man and be involved in the creative process with these guys that had already had hits? Yeah, it was you know like when we were kids, right? And they they had a hit called uh, Shout. That was their first hit. Mm -hmm. I was like really little at the time and i remember hearing the song on the radio you know and I was like, yeah that's ronald rudolph you know and uh and o'kelly you know and it was kind of weird because you know we were all from the same place also the same neighbor you know the same street actually the families were close together rudolph married my sister elaine and so it was a hmm. big family you know and to hear part of your family do something successful was really you know exciting at, at a young age and uh to you know, start playing with them professionally. That was a that was a great thing for us. Man, let me ask you this: What's in the water in Ohio? Because <laughs> y'all, is it something? What are y'all doing in Ohio, specifically Cincinnati, 
they churn out so many great artists, man. Like, when you start doing your research about music and you look mm-hmm. at Ohio up and down, whether from Cleveland, from uh, uh, Canton, from Cincinnati, you guys are churning out so many great artists, man. What is it about Ohio? You know, I really can't say anything specific, but I know what it was for me. Um, okay. I grew up listening to the radio and music, mm-hmm. um, and that, that was always a big part of my life, and I think it was a big part of a lot of people's lives in, in, in that area that, you know, you heard, you know, the new Motown sound. You heard the new artists, whoever came out. But everybody was you kind of focused in on the new sound, the new, the mm. new big record, you know. And um, I think maybe some of us attributed to that, you know. Uh, and I also knew that a lot of people, uh, the families in, in that area, uh, promoted music. You know, like my own mother, mm. she said, when I, was, when I was playing by ear, I was about seven years old, and uh, she played piano. My uncle was a, a violinist in the uh, Cincinnati Conservatory, uh, in the symphony, I'm sorry. And, you know, there was a musical background there. And, and I think a lot of people had musical backgrounds in that area. And I was encouraged by my mother to take lessons and go ahead and study music. So um, yeah. I think it was that it's kind of the, the maybe it was a, the culture of the area, you know, because every almost every household I went into, people had a piano in there you know, some type of piano, and somebody in the family knew how to play it, you know, so wow, um, that's kind of the background I had that, you know, music was just part of my life, you know. It, it was in your blood, man. I mean, to start playing classical piano at age seven, um, and then, you know, of course, later on, you moved on to, to, to New York and, and uh, studied co- uh, music composition at Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Speak to what that classical background does for an R&B artist. For for me, it opened up uh, of music. You know, uh, I was used to playing, you know, the things I heard on the radio and playing by ear the R&B stuff. But when I started studying classical, it opened up like other areas where I could go with my music, uh, different chord mm-hmm. structures, uh, different melodic. Uh, uh, things that I could do musically, and I used a lot of those things in um, my music. You know, like for for example, a song like "The Highways of My Life." You know, that starts off with a classical piano beginning. You know, "Lovers Eve" does mm. too. Uh, some of the chords, like the song you just played, "For the Love of You," uh, those, some of those chords in that song were were, were uh, chords that you know you would hear in the Romantic period. You know, from guys like Debussy or Gershwin. You know, wow. So, my educate my musical background helped me with you know my composition uh with my songwriting and you hear a lot of that in the music oh man awesome man I- i've had a chance to talk with musicians man i'm always fascinated by you guys when i hear the phrase play by ear mm-hmm. what does that mean i mean so before you ever could read music you could just walk up to a piano and play it yeah, I used to hear, you know, uh, like, say, for example, a Motown song, and i hear the way it was going, and I could hear the chords, you know, that supported uh, the melody, in other words. Mm. And I would go to the piano and, you know, just fill it out, fill it out. I'd, I'd, wow. I'd determine what key it was in, and then I would fill out the chord structures and the, and the chord progression. And, you know, that's when my mother heard me doing that. <laughs> she said, you know, you have musical talent. She said, you ought to learn how to read music. Because, you know, she read and she played piano. 
And so uh, I said, okay, you know, I was I was a little kid, you know. I wanted to do all those other kids, stuff that other little kids wanted to do too. But, um, you know, she presented it in a way that I said, all right, um, I'll, I'll take the lessons. And uh, that really that really helped me with, with what I was going to do in the future. Well, awesome, man. I, I, I once heard uh, Jamie Foxx saying that, she, in speaking of his grandmother, he's like, you know, she gave me all the tools I needed, and it looked like you were getting all the tools you would need, you know, to to go on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, to me about this, man, because in reading your bio, and you know, I'm I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a, uh, the oldest of five. You're mm-hmm. the youngest of seven. Right. How does that affect your journey? How does that affect? What was that? How does that affect? How does how does being the baby of seven siblings how does that affect your your journey or or oh. I mean, were you a spoiled brat were you I mean, <laughs> who were you because of that <laughs> not really I mean you know when when you have seven kids sometimes you can you know you can be overlooked you know uh, right and you know we weren't you know we, we were far from well off you know when I was coming up you know we. You know, we didn't have, you know, the things that a lot of kids did, had. So uh, I, I couldn't have been spoiled. <laughs> but, you know, um, I learned. You know, I was one of those kids that I was like a sponge. My mind was like a sponge, you know. I learned from a lot of mistakes uh, other people had made, you know. I was always watching everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, what what went on, who, who said what, and, you know, uh, uh, what not to do, what to do, and I listened a lot to older people. You know, not, matter of fact, I used to be attracted to being around older people because they 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 seem to have a little more wisdom, you know, than kids my age. You know, so right. um, I was always um, a young older uh, kid. You know, in in my got mind. it. You know oh, what I mean? Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that helped me too. That helped me stay out of trouble. You know. Uh, stuff that know, other right. kids my age would do, you know, I would I wouldn't do. You know, I I didn't feel that that was that was a smart thing to do. <laughs> so um, that kept me out of trouble. I love it. Hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Chris Jasper. You can go to his website, chrisjasper.com. You can check him out on Twitter at Gold City Music on Twitter. You guys make sure y'all go and support him and check him out. Man, um, the Isley Brothers. Um, so much great music um, through the 70s, through the 80s. Um, what was that time like for you? Oh, wow. It was uh, it was really great to be able to, uh, like I said, utilize all those things that I had learned. And um, just, just right before we started playing with the older brothers, uh, the three of us younger guys had a group called the Jasmine Trio. And this is why we were in high school, and we used to play, you know, our own little dates and gigs and stuff, you know, high school things, church mm-hmm. church uh, things. And that's when they noticed, you know, us and and our our progress. And so that's when we started to play with them, and that was that was a big step for us because uh, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to play professionally, and uh, that's when we got together and started to do the songs, you know, from Is Your Thing up to Brother to Brother. You know, we were playing on all those records, you know. Um, you know, right. that thing, love the one you're with, work to do, you know. Uh, and it was it was great because I was going to college at the same time, and I was learning a lot of things, 
you know, like how to write for other instruments and, you know, orchestration and all that stuff from composition. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was going to recording sessions, you know, and working on music in the, in the studio professionally. So it was a busy, busy time, but it was very exciting, though. Wow, man. that that's That's awesome to me because, you know, I think the through line in your story is that you are – constantly being prepared for the next level and yeah. um you know as, as i as i listen to your music tell me about uh chris jasper the songwriter because yeah. i mean that's a different that's a different gift am i right than oh, yeah. than than even being a musician that's to to songwrite and to create these this these great uh melodies that's another animal yes it is and um that's what I always wanted to do, even from, you know, when I start taking piano lessons. I always wanted to be a songwriter because I would hear these great songs on the radio, you know, and I would think about, wow, you know, who wrote that, you know? And I know who's singing it, but, you know, I would, right. my focus was on the creative part of it, and I always wanted to do it. And um, I think I just had a, a knack for it, and I think all songwriters, you know, are inclined that way um, because you have some great musicians out there that can play anything, but they have a problem with, you know, writing songs or, you know, composing a work. So, uh, yeah, it's a different gift. I feel it's a gift, and I'm, and I'm, I'm blessed in that way. I mean, I thank God, you know, that, that I'm able to create my own music because a lot of people don't. They have to, you know, go to other people to write their songs. But uh, I, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, in that way that I can write my own songs. Man, I, it's awesome on so many levels. Um, if you don't know, you should know. The man's name is Mr. Chris Jasper, and I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna give you a couple of titles, and you tell me, you know, a little a little history on 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 the creative process. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go uh, between the sheets. Yeah, between the sheets. Uh, that's, that was an interesting one. Uh, that was the kind of collab between me and Ernie. And uh, you know Marvin wrote uh, you know some of the a couple of the verses, uh, uh, maybe the second and third verse. But musically it was a collab, you know. Uh, but the the title, uh, uh, I, I remember Ernie was singing you know part of the melody uh, on the guide vocal in the studio, and he didn't have it. He didn't have a title. He didn't he didn't know what to say at a certain point. <laughs> and, and I remember writing down on the pad, sitting at the control room. I wrote down between the sheets, and I said, wow. okay, hey Ernie. Sing this, sing this line, you know. Say this line at the end of that that phrase. And when he said it, I said, "All right, now we got something to work with." Uh, that's the title. And and then we we started working. I, I added the bridges, you know. Uh, and then um, after we had that part, the song just seemed to go on and on, you know, on on the bridge, you know, the ooh baby part. And I said, "You know what? There needs to be something else happening here." I said, "You guys take a break." And I'm gonna I'm gonna put down something I have in my mind, and that was the ending. You know how when he says enough of the singing, let's make love. Yeah. That was not that was not part of the original song. We edited that part portion on, you know, to the end. We we cut the slice the tape and edited that on, and then that was the that was the ending. But that's the ending that I put on there. So it was, do it was, we have any record of how many babies you are responsible for? <laughs> I don't know if I want to have that. <laughs> Chris, you have to be single-handedly responsible for most of the people walking around. 
Yeah, well, I, you know, people have told me that, you know, but uh, I'm just glad that, man, people have, you know, embraced the music, you know, over the years. I mean, that, see, that's a composer's uh, a dream, is that what you write uh, will be something that people want to hold on to and, 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 and mm-hmm. will last, you know. That's that's the dream of any uh, composer, and uh, like I said, that's that's come true, and um, I'm just happy for that. You know, the other things, uh, some things I don't want to be blamed for, <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just happy, man, that you know people like the music and they love the music, and I'm just trying to continue on the same line. I'm, I'm not changing anything, you know. Man, you, uh, you, you seem to, you seem to be able to capture. The language of love, uh, caravan of love, uh, mm-hmm. for the love of you. Um, mm-hmm. When you're writing these songs that that have that word in them, is there any responsibility there that you hold? Yes, it is. I, I do. You know, like um, you know, between the sheets, I think was the last one that you know I wrote that was you know somewhat suggestive and you know in in in, that, in a sex way, but uh, I you know the love songs that I write now and then from then on just like Caravan of Love is from a pure standpoint that, that pure mm-hmm. love if it's, if it's a relationship between a man and a woman that's, that's a pure you know the love that comes from your heart you know and that's the kind of love that I think needs to be spread you know people need to learn I think sometimes people need to learn again what really true love is you know and I try wow. to express that in, in the lyrics you know like in the song The One you know what's being said in that song is pure you know what I mean, and it's from the heart. It's, 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 it shows commitment to one another. It shows you know what love should really be like, and that's that's the kind of approach I I use towards love songs now. Man, I think I think that's awesome, and it's it, I'm interested in really hearing the one because I've been saving. I wanted you to be on the line when I heard it for the first time, and I'm gonna tell you why. At at age maybe 16, fell in love with this girl. And I wrote a poem, and mm-hmm. that's the only poem I've ever written, and the name of the poem was The One. And so <laughs> I, I, I remember it vividly. Of course, she trampled over my heart and left me standing there looking stupid. But <laughs> I remember it vividly because she was the one for me at that moment. And uh-huh. uh, I'm sure if anybody can capture that, what that was for me and everybody else, it's Mr. Chris Jasper. Let's do this, Chris. I'm going to play the song, and we're going to come back, make sure everybody got your social media and all that great stuff, and, uh, and we'll sign off. All right? All right. Hey, y'all, it's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Check out the song. It's the one. Hey, girl, wherever you at, I'm sending this out to you. I don't remember <laughs> your name. Matter of fact, you ain't even the one. I'm going to send it to my wife because she's the one now. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really? 
Yeah, man. I just want to, you know, um, thank uh, you know people like you who play the music, you know, the media and the fans. You know, I, I can't say enough about them who, you know, over the years have supported me through everything. So uh, that's what that's what I want to say. I'm just I'm just grateful and uh, just hope I I'm finishing up another album, which I hope I can get out by August. That's what I'm targeting it for. Uh, it's going to also be yeah. called the one. And um, I'm just going to continue to try to make the best music I can. Man, awesome, man. Well done. You're my first Hall of Famer, man. So I, I got to thank you for coming on. Oh man, it's my pleasure. Anytime. <laughs> Word. All right. Hey. Uh. Oh. oh let me. Let, let's do this before before we sign off. Ellis Hall was uh is, is calling in. He said, "Man, just tell Chris that we got to get in the studio and sweat it out." I said, "Why aren't you telling yourself?" <laughs> hey, brother Chris, continued success of a love. All right, man. All God right. God bless you, my friend. What a pleasure. A pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. To, to meet you over the phone and, uh, like I said, continued success in being the vessel of love that you are. And uh, I tell folks all the time, us solsters, we never die, we just metamorph. Just <laughs> yeah, wow. get better, man. Just get better. Try anyway. <laughs> you know what? It's all about, you know, and, and Stevie is a dear friend of mine. So when we get together, the blind jokes fly fast and furious. <laughs> it, it's all a, a thing of, of, of love. It's all a thing of celebrating each day, recognizing we are too blessed to be stressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my favorite wow. word, chakalaka, which means joyous. So chakalaka. Next time we see each other, it'll be a triple chakalaka. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, I love it. So, hey, Chris, hey, man, again, thank you for, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. I got Mr. Ellis Hall on the line. Yes, you guys, buckle your seatbelts because this dude is incredible. If you don't know, do yourself a favor. Go find some Ellis Hall music. And <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't know, stick yourself in the eye with a fork. You understand me? Because we're doing it. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Hey, I, this is one of my favorites. What does it take? PG featuring Ellis Hall. Y'all check this out.
That's Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. That's Mr. Ellis Hall, Mr. Kenny G, getting down like they do. Ellis. Yeah, that. Thank you so much for coming on today, man. Um, I got so, so much to cover with you in such a short time. It's not possible for me to have enough time to go through your career like I want to. God I bless mean, you, my friend. Listen, I'm just honored to be here and celebrate with you, however, however we do. <laughs> man, you do. I watch. I watched countless video. Yes, I watched um, all the stuff. You're the ambassador. Of soul. Hell, what does that mean? Everything. Well, you Let know. It yeah, I'll tell you now, you will get into this is that uh, I was the only artist signed to uh, Papa Ray's label, Ray Charles, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> and what was interesting is I was doing a symphony, and this gentleman, Jeff Tysick, a great conductor in his own right, he saw me and said, Oh my God. Because I had whispered to him, I said, I've been seriously working on my ambassadorship for a long time. He said, you are the ambassador of soul, and it stuck from uh, then on. And uh, we've been playing with the 80-piece orchestras, and one of the greatest gifts that Papa Ray gave to me uh, is uh, doing his music and other music, Ellicized, in my own way. Uh, you know, it, it, when you do that and not trying to imitate or emulate, but celebrate the soul that exists, you know, that's, that's where I come from. So as you might see from the different videos and others might see at uh, ellishall.com and beyond, that uh, it's about bringing and keeping the soul, the melodies alive. Amen. Let me tell you something, Mr. Ellis. Once you ellisize a song, it, mm. it's, it's really, it's done. Like, can't nobody come, like, he did it, can't come and did it, did it the song after you to Ellis the song. You understand me? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, come on now. And you know, Brother Rodney, our uh, yes, shows come with a warning label. It says, don't hold it inside because you could hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, you've, you've taken and lemons and made lemonade. You, you've taken what some people will look at as a deficiency and 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 shown that you can overcome and have a, a an incredible life. Well, um, I feel like I'm just getting started. Was there a point started. where you didn't yeah. see it that way? Uh, you know, I've had, as all have, some ups and downs, and one of the intense times was uh, one of the first records I did that uh, didn't come out through no thought of my own uh, and through really no power of my own at as I figured at that time. Uh, record companies go through lots of changes, and I got caught up in one of the changes of uh, CBS Records. <clears throat> and we were not a, a, a disco band. We were a soul-slash-funk band. Uh, the record we made back in 79 uh, got caught up in that crunch of the disco era, and so the record didn't come out. That, to me at that time, was a major test of metal of whether I was going to stay in the business. <clears throat> but music mm. being so much in my blood, I know I, I, there's no where else I desired, and that's a key phrase, nowhere else I desired to go. And uh, well, so from well, there... Well, mm -hmm. well I got to tell you, Mr. L I, Ellis, I got to tell you, don't nobody want no plumber with five octave rings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can sing up high, and I can sing down low. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Man, they, said I had, um, they said I had a big mouth, and they say I know how to use it. Thank you, Lord. You know what? That's always a good thing. Man, your your career spans uh, over four decades. Yes, sir. What, what did Savannah give you? <clears throat> That's a very – I like that question because what Savannah and generally the southern sound gave to me, the inflection – Listening like my uh, mom and dad used to listen to Sam Cooke before I even mm-hmm. knew really what uh, uh, doing the riffs or what they call melismas was. You know, Sam, oh, you know, that kind of stuff that obviously uh, you had uh, Brother Chris Jasper on, and he had that, that whole inflection just like Ron Isley. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> that thing, it's hard to describe it. When we grew up, you listened to the soulful sound of Stax, the soulful sound of Motown, and it was a mm-hmm. sound. You had the Chicago sound, the Motown sound. You know what I mean, uh, brother? And Savannah, even though I left and went up to Boston, Savannah was always in me. Claxton, which I, I wrote a song about, <clears throat> you know, it, it, a, a town so small, one side of the sign said entering, the other side said leaving. <laughs> At one stoplight, you know, it's like... Teeny tiny, and what is Claxton known for? Fruitcakes and poultry. You know, so amen. You know, that, those, those small town things that get inside you, and you take it to the world, and it becomes very universal to show really that we all are one small or big city. I, I had an opportunity to, to um, not only see Ray Charles, get this, I actually was an opening act for Ray Charles at the House of Blues, uh, uh, in, in outside of L.A., um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a couple of years before he passed. So mm-hmm. I had a chance to watch the phenomenon up close. What's <laughs> it like for an artist that shares a similar journey to have this, this guy, this iconic character, say, hey, man, not only do I like you, but I want to help you. I want to, I like, I tell cats all the time, Mentors choose you. You don't get to choose your mentor. How about for, that? For, for him to have chosen you, what was that for you? You know, it was an experience that, like, I'm a songwriter. Thank you, Lord. And when songwriters are speechless, you know that means something. <clears throat> and when wow. I found out he, you know, people say all the time, oh, somebody's going to come see you. There's always that possibility they'll come or the possibility they may not. Well, this time he happened to come to this party I played at. And what is the ironic song that we're playing when he walks in the door, uh, an LSI's version of I Can See Clearly Now. And during the middle of the solo, my production manager said, hey, Mr. Charles is out there. He wants to see you now. So we run off the stage doing our best trying not to kill each other. I'm following him along. (laughs) Ray gives me a great big hug. And, of course, I hand him a CD. The next day he called me and said, why in the who hadn't I heard of you? I'm going to have to kick some serious food. <laughs> Ray would say this on the expletives. And it was interesting because knowing that he saw someone who, again, was not going to try to be him, be myself. That's why he signed me. He heard some songs mm. I sing live and just was going, going crazy. And then when he did sign me, George Vinson, one of my dearest friends, called called Ray and said, "But I had him first. 
I said, no, how funny is wow. that? But it, it, when you have cats who have made it and open up the door for young cats or even older, as they call it, cats who have been struggling, been the journeymen behind the scenes, when those doors get open, let it be because the light will not be dimmed if the truth is there and that's what we all are the vessels of you and your dear show my friend <clears throat> you know keep that light of truth going as you always will man you know what it, you just you just i mean it's such an inspiration because i'm that guy you know i'm a it, journeyman i've been in the i've been in the league you know i can come off the bench and hit 30 points but that, you know yeah, I, yeah. I i just keep doing the work keep keep putting the work in and don't it, you stop it's awesome. come on now <laughs> And, and, and I'm, I'm not going to stop because nah. maybe I'll look up and give me an Oscar like my friend, Mr. Ellis Hall. <laughs> you know what? We keep working. And the bottom line, don't phone our parts in. Do what is real that is God-given. Let it be. It's going to be there. And people ask me if I get nervous when I go on stage. I don't. What I do get, though, is the adrenaline rush because I know uh-huh. that that's going to be. Uh, uh, some may call it the holy hookup. I call it, yes, the Holy Ghost all up inside. I just let it happen. Let it happen and, and know and trust that the truth is going to come through. And my upbringing through my mom and pops and stuff, it's going to be there. Just let it be in the fingers, let them wander, whether I'm playing bass or guitars or drums or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just let it be. And, uh, you know, we're coming to Atlanta, so hopefully we might see you when we're there. <laughs> Man, I, and you know what? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Now, now you have something that not many people can work with. You, you, yes. have, you have a gift. You have a wifeager. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> she is truly a wifeager. Now, let me tell you something. My friend Larry Dunn from Earth, Wind, and Fire, one of the funniest things he said to me, he said, Ellis, he said, understand, there are managers and then there are man-agers. And Lord knows we've had a few of those. Yes, I have. And when I met my lovely wife, we're talking about Miss Leala J and Leala J Management, she said, you are a national treasure. How do we get people? People know because you've sold millions for others. How do we get people to know they know you? And with that yes. website, EllisHall.com, you'll see exactly how, because she brought all these things together. And I feel like in my 46-plus years in the business, I'm just getting started, Brother Rodney. Thank you, Lord. Man, you know, God is so good, man. Oh, you yeah. played for the likes of Oprah Winfrey, Jacqueline O'Nast Kennedy, yes, Rose sir. Kennedy, Nelson yes, Mandela. Yes, sir. Um, we talked about the nerves. It, it, has there ever been a situation that, that was too much for you? That was too much for me? Yeah. Mm, i got to say, really, no. One, when I first got started, I think one of the scariest times for me is our bass player, <clears throat> for some reason, was missing. So I mm. had to play organ bass and, uh, of course, the organ and sing lead for 5,000 screaming folks, and you better not mess up because they're watching. Wow. But we had them standing on chairs, and I was all of about 17. So Get I knew. Out of here. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, back in Boston, so I said, okay, here we go. Let's hold on tight. <clears throat> and it's never stopped. When I was 14, I snuck into a club, and I, with my good eye, saw the looks on the faces of 
the band as they were whipping the audience into shape, and I knew that's what I was supposed to do. Wow. You know? Let's talk about let's talk about that because you mentioned your your good eye. Yes. Sir. You 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 weren't you weren't struck in immediately with a loss of sight. Like you, you, no. it came on gradually for you over time. It did, so, and that's through, through glaucoma. And Ray and I, yeah. we had a lot in common. One was the love of our mothers. Two, the love of the red clay of Georgia. And three, <clears throat> having had vision and lost it at a later age. He lost his at seven. Uh, I had enough sight that I could walk around without a cane and see pretty ladies and sunsets up until I was about 18, uh, almost 19. And, you know, I, what I've seen Nobody could ever take away, and I try to incorporate those colors in my music. So when I tell folks that I play a lot of things, I say I have a big old box of crayons, and I'm honored to share them. And uh, wow. that's why I moved up to Boston. Uh, at five, my family thought I'd have the best shot at interdependence uh, because uh, Perkins School for the Blind was one of the best and still one of the best schools for giving you the education that you need to go on in this life. Mm. I uh, I used to work at a at KJLH in LA for the great Stevie Wonder. Right. Yes, and you know, there's always the idea that that you know people that are without sight have you know heightened abilities with their other senses. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that I know that's true, and I'm gonna tell you why. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm in I'm in the studio in in the radio studio. Stevie Wonder at that point he would come and he would be on the air from time to time. This particular day, he was on the air, and we were all broadcast on the studio. At some point, everybody left the studio except me, and Stevie was there. And he would only acknowledge me by, oh, you the Virgo. Yeah, I like you. You all right. And so he would say that (laughs) from time to time. And this particular day, somebody was down the hall. Ellis, when I tell you, I'm talking about a block down, like literally, you know, 100 yards away. And Stevie, he said to me, Look out! Look down the hall and see who that is. And I was like, "What you talking about, man?" He said, "Just look down the hall and see who's talking." And I looked. I came back and I was like, "That's so and so." He's like, "Okay, cool." And I was like, "Wait a minute! You heard that?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then bat ears. And you know it's so funny because I told Stevie the story one time. I said, "Tower of Power." When I was on the road with them. The lights went out. It was in this place in Portland, Oregon. Everybody's eating. All of a sudden, I hear everybody's fork go down, and there's nobody eating. Oh, I said, what happened, fellas? They said, oh, man, the lights went out. I said, oh, you bunch of wisses. Follow me. So I grabbed my cane, and I led them out the door. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Man, you, you, you know no boundaries. Um. Let's do this. Let's do the business. Make sure I, I, everybody Please. can find you. Go to Please. ellishall.com. That's E-L-L-I-S-H-A-L-L.com. Um, mm-hmm. You can check him In out on Twitter. Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's at Ellis Hall Music. Yeah. And on um, on um, on the Twitter, the Twitter is also Ellis Hall Music. No, and actually, yeah. I think Ellis Hall 1056 is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, so it's not Ellis you're Hall. You're right. I, listen, I'm reading, I'm, try, I'm, I'm reading my print notes here. Watch out. Uh-oh. Hello. <laughs> and on Facebook, it's official Ellis Hall. <laughs> official Ellis Hall. So, yes. man, man so, so much so much great stuff going on. 
What's, Thanks, what's coming down the pipe, Mr. Hall? What's <clears throat> well, as I said, we're going to be in Atlanta, and on the uh, uh, 12th we'll be posting on the uh, Facebook. Uh, the 12th we're doing a show there, so we hope to see everybody there. And we're supposed to be receiving an award at the Georgia Music Awards, uh, Lifetime Achievement. And then we're, oh, my God, we got uh, in Denver doing a special show for a celebration of Fender Rhodes, the piano. Uh, and then on the, I think it's the 12th of July, we're doing the Festival of Salt Lake City. So those of you in Salt Lake, come on and hang with us. And uh, those of you in Denver who find out about, as I said, we'll put these dates up on the website. Or they might already be. <clears throat> you can come visit us. But we'll be in Atlanta for a little bit. So, Brother Rodney, we better see you. Uh, I will find you. Come on. You don't want me oh, driving oh, I'm, to you I'm, 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 I'm coming, baby. <laughs> I'm coming. Hey, hey, I cannot I cannot thank you enough, man. You, your your you. spirit is is super bright, and ah. you've done my, my spirit some joy today just to have this conversation. I look forward to, to meeting you face-to-face and hugging your neck, and ah. um, I, I can't thank you enough, Mr. Hall. Hey, man, I can't thank you either, brother. Hey, continued success, and uh, as I say, triple chakalaka, we'll see each other down the road, and uh, y'all, come on, listen to the Rodney Perry Show. <laughs> I love it. Hey, y'all, listen to my man Ellis Hall. He plays all instruments. You have, You guys have no idea. Listen to this. We're going to sign off. Hey, God is in the blessing business. No matter what's going on in your life, know that the blessings are coming. It, yes. it, it gets hard, but it only gets hard for people that deserve hard. Come on now. <laughs> Stay with me. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Just a cotton take a minute. Don't change horses one time.
check this out.
Don't you even think about it. Don't you even dare do it. Don't you change horses in a little the street. Thank you so Ellis much. Hall 